This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkasky. Dave, good afternoon. How are you? Andy, I'm doing great. You know, look, there's so much change going around the world today. There's so much going on, so much happening. The question is, are you changing? Are you adapting to the new norm? That's my question for every listener. I think that's a great question because we've talked about it. We've thought about it. We've discussed innovation and the need to do so. We've discussed staying ahead of COVID and being prepared as things reopen. Are you there? You know, Andy, here's one of the greatest takeaways I've received over the last nine weeks. What can I do to better myself? What have I learned? What was my takeaway over these past nine weeks? And I said it to you yesterday. My takeaway over these last eight or nine weeks of experiencing this pandemic and crisis is that I can still set out to accomplish what I want to, but still enjoy life and still put certain things first that I didn't eight, nine weeks ago because I was so driven and so focused on accomplishing things, I would forget about others. You know, it's I, I will 100% agree with that. And you are a change man. I was just saying that before the show. It's a it's a Friday afternoon. Uh, you've got a ton of business going on. You've said that all week long on the show. There has been a lot going on in the acquisitions world enough to keep you busy, frenetic and frantic all day long if you want it to be. And there is a Dave Canton that I've seen do that. But you're sitting here, you're cool, you're calm, you're handling these things, you're going from one thing to the next. And I believe when you say that it's something that you've learned from COVID, I believe that and I believed it as well. And I'll tell you my perspective in just a moment after a word from our sponsor as to why that might be the case. Stand by. This podcast is sponsored by DCG Capital. DCG Capital's lender relationships can provide new car dealers with working capital loans, floor plan financing, mortgage loans, and other reduced interest rate financing at historically low rates. Contact DCG Capital at DaveCantonGroup.com. Here's my two cents on why this might be. As we all grow older, we all grow a little bit calmer, don't we? You don't usually see a guy in his 50s going at the same pace that a guy in his 20s is going. And that doesn't mean that he's not doing as much and that he doesn't know how to do it as well. It means that he's learned through life that sometimes the calm, slow approach is the best approach. Like they say in the military, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. I think that these last two months have aged all of us. And in a way, for some, in a way that could be very beneficial. And I think what you're saying, what I've seen of you, is you've learned that you need to balance it all in a way to make your height as effective as it possibly can be. And some of that requires a little bit of calm. Andy, at the end of the day, it's so much more than just understanding the change. It's the maturity that goes along with the understanding that everyone has to adapt. You know, we talk about in life, relationships, and especially with this podcast in business. And today we have a great guest that we're going to talk about how to adapt the change and how to ensure that your business is operating based upon consumer expectations and based upon what the new virtual now is all about. Today we're bringing on uh, the, the managing partner of BDC Pros. Everyone understands how critical your BDC department is today in order to operate. If All about sales. If your dealership isn't in totally 100% engaged in online sales, then you're probably still closed. Okay, completely. You learned nothing. You learned nothing. So this changed. The reason I ask everyone, have you changed? 
My real question is, have you adapted to the new change of understanding, yes, we're still going to have brick and mortar. Yes, there's still going to be people that want to drive in there. But most people today, right now, are going to want to go online, shoot an email, receive a response, and buy a car. Are you ready? Well, with that, I think that we're ready to talk to our guests because what I want to know is how we can be better at sales today under the new normal. Dave? Let's bring Chris Sandusky on to the show. He's on hold waiting. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we have Chris Sandusky, managing partner for BDC Pros. Chris, good afternoon, and how are you today? Good afternoon, Dave and Andrew. I am fantastic today. How's your day been going? Going great. Thank you very much. Great to hear your voice, and it is even better to have you on the show. Obviously, this last nine weeks dealing with this crisis and pandemic has changed the way of operating all across the nation in every car dealership. And you have a product, okay, BDC Pros, which obviously helps dealers in this time and moving forward in the future with selling cars. You know, today it's a virtual dynamic of how most cars are being sold today. Not many people are walking into the brick and mortar showrooms today or haven't been for the last nine weeks of states reopening. Tell us what's going on, what your company does and how you're going to help dealers improve selling cars. Sure. So Dave, you know, this has been just amazing times in the car business for what's taking place from the consumer standpoint. They now the only way in many places, I mean, you're here in the Northeast where many of our clients are here in Metro New York, uh, showrooms have been closed. We're at appointment only. This almost harkens back to the days when we did big eBay business and, you know, Texas Direct and, and how we were able to sell cars sight unseen across the country with very satisfied consumers while earning gross profit that we actually earn because we provide a great service. So at BDC Pros, we focus on your core phone and lead handling operations. We are your frontline response. Our team is seasoned car business professionals who answer calls and respond to leads in real time for your dealership. We handle clients coast to coast. Some have been shut down, some never shut down, and some have had to move to an entire virtual model. These dealers now have had to reduce showroom staff by 50 or 75% just from the amount of people you can actually have in one place, but they still need to sell cars. And we're seeing guys still sell 70 or 80% of their volume. And they're doing it with a clear execution. You know, that's it's very interesting that the product exists that you're talking about, because one of the things we're talking about so often is innovation and how dealers today are going to have to innovate for the future. There's varying opinions on the degree to which brick and mortar will continue to be as relevant as it has in the auto industry. Is brick and mortar a little bit uh, delayed in this industry compared to other retail industries? What do you see as a kind of a projection, your insight into to how this dynamic of, of internet sales, phone sales versus brick and mortar traditional sales, how is that all going to uh, play out in the next, uh, I guess, over the next six months, 18 months, et cetera? Yeah, you know, I, I think the trajectory here is going to be a really interesting one to follow. Um, you know, when you watch what valuations have done and what the market's done in these last 10 weeks, 12 weeks, I think there's been some real disparity between the values of what's supposed to be a progressive company versus what is core operations. There, there's always a need for brick and mortar. 
inventory has to be housed somewhere. And our inventory turns, I can't see them getting much more compressed with the way supply chain works. So if that's all going to be the case, and we still have an inventory pool, ultimately, the, the, what the dealer is really there for is the customer. And we've gotten away from that. We've gotten away from earning our customers' business, the repeat business. I mean, how many you know other uh, strategies are in place where it says, oh, 70% of your, your business is conquest, so you got to go after your conquest. Why aren't you owning your own customer? Your customer should be buying two, three, four, five cars from you. And if you can earn that from them and deliver that service, all the other supply stuff happens. But there's a really stark um, split, um, almost like the, the sea parting, where on one side you have consumers who still need to touch and feel a car and they're not quite there and they need the professional consultation. Well, are we going to bring that customer five cars to their house? Or are we going to take the model like some other uh, private leasing companies have where they'll set up a stage and, and have a couple of examples for the consumer and then get them the exact thing they want? Um, to me, that model lends itself more towards the subscription model. But what they all miss, um, listen, great companies out there that execute different segments of what we do. Um, no one, I found, has gotten it together all the way. And you have to bridge that kind of gap from this lead generation crack that we're all on, and it is nothing but crack the leads. We're seeing dealers who have 30% of their leads be unique at this point. Yeah, I mean, they're getting three leads. They have to handle three leads. The manufacturer requires them to respond to three leads, but it's one customer because that lead got submitted in three different places because the customer can't find the experience to get them from, I want to buy a car, to here's someone to help me buy a car. And that's the gap that needs to be bridged. And that's what we really concentrate on for our dealers. Chris, that but makes consumers. so much sense. It really does make so much sense right now. And, you know, look, here's what we're hearing from having some of the largest, you know, dealer groups on our show. Okay. It's time yep. sensitive. It, it's, you know, dealers yes. are not, you know, you know, customers today are not driving to five dealerships to shop best price today. They want the right nope. service. They want to have a decent ability to have some uh, a selection because selection is a key ingredient today, which is which we're facing a bubble where that's even going to go away. But, you know, I look at it as time sensitive. A customer emails a dealer. Right. You have minutes to respond. And it's so critical and crucial that you do or else they're going to email the next dealer. And whoever responds first and gives that consumer what they want is going to earn their business. Am I right or wrong? You're 100% right. In our data, we found that the dealer that responds to the customer and doesn't otherwise botch the process. I mean, they can make mistakes, but they can't totally botch it. The first dealer that responds gets the business five out of six times. So you got to be fast to the response to the consumer once, but the struggle for the dealer side of it and what we find a lot of dealers are struggling with is they still expect to deliver a car today or tomorrow. They haven't, many haven't grasped that the consumer is receptive to a three or five or seven day window with set expectations of what the steps of the process are. And the customers will cough up anything you ask for, but you have to set their expectations. What would they like to do today? They want a trade evaluation? Great. Can I have your registration and insurance and a few pictures of your car? Okay. I'm going to get this to my used car manager. He's going to get back with me tomorrow. Chris, and then you set the expectations for what that's going to be. I'm going to give you an example of what Andy and I experienced only a month ago. You know, with all of these low APRs and incredible incentives that were going on, Andy, 
who, uh, you know, I didn't quite frankly believe he was actually going to do it, but you know, he actually pulled the trigger and bought a car. But part of the process was emailing one dealership and not receiving that exact treatment that you're talking about, then emailing another right. dealership and getting That's incredible right. treatment. And 24 hours later, or maybe not even 24 no. hours later, there was a new car on his driveway and it included evaluating a trade, which was a seamless process. So to your point, exactly. Right. It's time sensitive. You got to be on your game. You got to be, you know, you know, think about it. This is a world of brick and mortar salesmen greeting customers from their car door, from the front door that now overnight has changed where we're no longer waiting right. for customers to walk into the showroom. We're now going and addressing them online. And it's not so much, am I saying this right? It's not so much a, where you got to be, you got to put your sales hat on. It's more of a customer service experience than anything. Am I right? Yes. It's ab you're absolutely right. It is all customer service focused. We are one of the few businesses that has the kind of blend of customer service and sales. But we push for the sales part of it, sometimes a little aggressively and maybe a little more than we should, without providing the customer service component. I mean, what comes first? Uh, are you getting a sale or you have to give customer service first? The, the logic to me says it's customer service first. So give that with no expectation the customer is going to do anything in return. And if you work from that premise, the customer will give you the opportunity to earn what you want. What I want to press you on is more information, more insight on what we're currently going through and the the notes that, that dealers really need to have. Because what I'm hearing from you is just good advice on how to be a better salesperson in a new culture. And and I see this, mm -hmm. and if, if you've listened to the show much, you know that I consider myself generally an outsider to the auto industry. I'm relatively new to it. I've never worked a sales uh, floor before. So I, I'm a little bit of an outsider with an outsider perspective, one who basically is like, why, why isn't Amazon just taking over the, the car industry? I mean, that's me being a little bit sarcastic and me being a little <laughs> bit uh, overdramatic in that. But what do we need to know now, today, different than what we were doing yesterday about how we're executing the, the, the sales uh, really over the phone and over the internet? Uh, it, it comes down to people. It, okay. It's one of the more simple things of we have to listen to the consumer and from an operational perspective, because um, I think that's kind of part of why Amazon's not there and why the Carvanas haven't caught on in the way it should, but the dealers who can do it on a smaller scale individually are finding it's process and people driven. People who care about other people execute a process that both sides expect to be executed. Second biggest- And then there's no surprise. This, this is the second biggest purchase people make right next to their home. So here they are, they're about to purchase a vehicle, what they want, whether they're doing it on the internet, whether do, they're doing it on the telephone or whether they're doing it in person, they want somebody that they feel comfortable with. They can talk through all of the, right. the details. They can make sure that they feel like they're getting a reasonable deal on it, that they're going through the process in a manner that has reasonable expectations from beginning to end with people who care about them. That's what you're saying. That's it. That's exactly what I'm saying. Seems That's got to be very, the best paraphrase I've heard of this. Seems very reasonable and like something as a consumer that I would want. And anything less than that, automated emails, uh, not knowing when I'm going to get a call from somebody, a call that's aggressive, all of that would turn me off and send me to the next guy immediately, especially now that I'm just doing it by phone.
Okay, Chris, I'm going to challenge you. You're on the phone right now with one of the largest public company CEO and presidents who operates 100-plus car dealerships, okay? He says, Chris, give me advice. What do I do? How do I get my virtual team, my, my digital team prepared for the new normalcy? What do we do? Go ahead. The answer is your, your crack alpha teams. This is a management-led exercise that comes from boots on the ground. This is not the time to have 100 generals in a room looking at a battle plan. This is the time to get your, this is time to get your sergeants and your lieutenants together operationally and have them tighten up their processes, identify what exactly they can and can't do, and what they're capable of executing under a time frame. Before that happens, you have to get very uh, laser-focused on your lead generation and pay attention to unique contacts, unique people. Stop looking at leads as a lead basis and tell me you get 3,000 leads this month and 10,000 leads and you want to close at 10% and 12%. It's not realistic in the way most dealers generate leads. Pay attention to unique customers. Make it about people again and stop making this a transaction. Get those sergeants and lieutenants together, tighten up your operations on a segmented basis as it goes through the sales process. I love the military and that's reference. How you'll be able to deploy. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you heard it best from Chris Sandesky, managing partner of BDC Pros. Take his advice, look him up, shoot him a call or an email. Chris, thank you so much. This is such an important segment of the automotive industry today. And that's why it was so important to bring you on to the show today. So dealers are not only sitting there just looking at leads or analyzing leads, they're attacking it the way you suggest and to go at it at best as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Sandusky, BDC Pros. Chris, stay healthy and stay safe. You too. Thank you so much, Dave, Andrew. This was an absolute pleasure. Be well. Take care. Thank you. Dave, here's the deal. It is basic salesman knowledge that you got to be good to your customers, yet people fail at it every day in the industry. We just heard great advice about how to do what we all know in the industry. Everybody who's been a salesperson knows these are basic functions that I think the, the new normal, the telephone, the internet sales... I think it allows too much opportunity for people to start walking away from that superior sales experience. People are going to want and still have the brick and mortar ability to drive in, hop in and out of cars, test drive cars, negotiate their deal and buy the car. But and expect a people, good experience. But more people than eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago are going to be buying their cars online. And to Chris's point, customer service first with no expectation let the expectation be you're going to have a smiling person on the other end of the computer or the other end of the phone and if a sale transpires fantastic but one of the greatest takeaways i got from this is response time we got to make sure that every team in every automotive dealership is ready and prepared to respond as quickly as possible with the information that the consumer is requesting yeah great piece of advice uh on that point you know let me ask you this can you ever 
never imagine a general manager doing anything less than encouraging their sales, their floor sales staff to be outrageously courteous and, and create a good environment for uh, people who walk into the, into the dealership. Can if, you ever imagine that? If so, they should be terminated. If not, right. At so the end if, of the day, if customer service comes first. If you're doing that for the people on the floor, you need to be doing it for the people on the phone and for the people on the internet, because I will tell you from my personal experience, it has not been that sort of experience. Andy, at the end of the day, I could walk in just about any car dealership across the nation and tell you which salespeople are trained properly and which aren't within 30 seconds, just by their demeanor and immediate approach of the meet and greet. At the end of the day, there's a meet and greet in person and there's a meet and greet over the phone or over the internet. And you got to perfect that now, you right? You got to perfect it. Look, if you're not looking to create the change today and adapt you're going to fail. You're going to succeed. You're going to allow other people to take your market share, other people to create your sales. One last thing before we go, you know, Chris made a great point. You should be capturing four or five sales from each customer, not just selling them one car. You should be selling everyone in their household a car, their friends, their family members, their colleagues, their great neighbors. Point. Everyone should be buying a car because of that experience. Ladies and gentlemen, learn, understand what's going on, adapt to the new normalcy, have a great day and a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.